Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Sean David, lock and load wrestling fans, it's time for war! Listening to Rush. I'm sorry. Rush oh, puts me in a happy mood. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm like, this is war, and you play Rush. I'm like, how does that work? I love Rush, but I just want to be happy and like dance around and like maybe experiment on drugs well, or something. I, I I don't know. That's why I yeah. that's why I added the uh, actual World War Two battle sounds to the uh, bottom part of it to uh, and the to uh, lend to the effect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Hours worth Love. of work, folks, to make a one-minute and nineteen-second intro. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Uh, tonight we are going to be joined by the ladies of Glow. Yay! Yay! Yeah, I know what that means. Damn right, I know what it means. 
And you know what it is tonight? We had one last week with our guest, but we have another one tonight. Now you can dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. My This is Ladies Night with the original Glow Girls. Yay! Woo! Ah. Right. <laughs> uh, and we have more coming, by the way. Yes! We do have more coming. Um, uh, we have a lot to cover tonight. The first thing I want to cover is a little bit off topic. And it just has uh, something to do with a couple things that's popped up. Um, I'm going to take about 10 to 15 minutes on this. I'm going to get everybody's opinion, and then we're going to roll into ladies' night. Um, I, as a wrestling promoter, expect a common decency when I uh, attempt to book other workers. And what I mean by that is if I message you asking you if you have a date open, at the very least, you should... Message me back and tell me yes or no. There are about four individuals that I have reached out to about working my upcoming events that have not returned the common courtesy of saying, hey, I'm not interested in working for you or I'm already booked or anything like that. I find it highly unprofessional. Yes, I would think so. That's Um, the other thing is, uh, there there were people that tried to interfere with this show last night, and they Fantastic. are trying. Uh, they are trying to get some of uh, Steve and I's workers to cancel off our event in June. Now I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this for anybody that doesn't want to show up in June. If you don't want to show up in June, tell me now so I can replace you with somebody that would be more than happy to fucking be there. Because I don't have time for bullshit. I don't have time for games. And I think it's pretty petty that you're going to let somebody talk you out of making money. Because they're not going to pay you the payday that you're going to lose by missing out on my booking. And they're not going to be able to restore your reputation by the time Steve, me, Jess, and Katie are done with it. Because I promise you, anybody... You can book some glow girls instead. 
Yeah, exactly. But it's like, what, you don't like money? What's wrong with you? Are you I mean, good cool. for money? I, well, I don't know. I can name I can name fifty workers off the top of my head that would jump at the opportunity to have another booking at this point. So like, because they like money, and they like to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say this much for anybody that doesn't show up: be prepared to be called out in the ring at that event, and it will be taped, so it'll end up on YouTube or my Facebook later. And I won't be nice about it. I will. Call, cut a very Paul Heyman-like promo that you screwed over my audience because you had an ego. And I don't go for that. I worked very hard on this upcoming event in June. Steve will tell you. I have totally done a complete 360 from September of 2017 till now. Hmm. And I don't appreciate that somebody would try to tarnish a good thing. What a lot of people don't realize is I am saving wrestling in this town. The top company in Illinois left this town back in December. There is no other wrestling show slated for this year besides us. That's it. So I'm I'm doing a good service here trying to give the fans here that have supported wrestling for the last 26 years wrestling. Because I'm not one person that believes that the area should die. Oh, let's just give up on LaSalle, Peru, and the Illinois Valley. No. It, it, no, I'm from here. I grew up here. I grew up with wrestling here. I will make damn sure wrestling here continues. But I'm not going to have talent that wants to be one foot in the door and the other foot out in left field. I don't have time for it. He doesn't have time for it, and we don't have the patience for it. Um, and I don't Katie, like it at all. Katie, there's a caller in queue if you want to grab that for okay, me, please. Um, I'm running. Let me find I know you don't, Jess, and and it's it's pretty sad that this kind of thing still goes on in the wrestling business in 2019. It's it's ridiculous. I don't I don't understand how people that haven't been relevant in the wrestling business in this area in years have so much pull over what goes on in the wrestling business here in Illinois. I do, I will never understand that. It's insane. The other thing is, uh, Steve did some digging, and it appears our haters are at it again. Because these are the hey. gentlemen. These are the gentlemen. Yay. Yes, we can hear you, Chainsaw. Welcome to the show. You up. Hi, sweetie girl. Hey, Sharon, um, how are you doing? I'm sorry. I guess this is Chainsaw. I'm sorry I was late. You're okay. Oh. Um, You're not these are individuals. No these are individuals that, when Mike Awesome and Sean O'Hare took their lives, they made a mockery of it, and now they're making a mockery again by having what they are referring to as their death pool. They are taking bets on who the next wrestler that is going to die is. If that's not making a mockery of the wrestling, if that is not making a mockery of the wrestling business, I don't know what is. And why promoters still let them to be involved in events, and why uh, they're they're allowed to continue to have such an impact over the business that they continuously make a mockery of is beyond me. I'm going to let Katie, Steve, and whoever else wants to speak speak in, and then we'll keep get rolling into ladies' night. All right. How how so? Basically, what I'm being told here is there's literally. 
a dead pool. And if you're right, you score points. Yes. Or that's correct. And the first one to 150 points. I saw the I saw the sheet, and it's the first one to 150 points wins the pool. And but for somebody, who's making this pool? Our haters. Why would you make a Why would you make a pool betting on somebody taking their lives? That's so sad. There's only one Deadpool I'd be taking part with or or in or anything, and he wears red and black and has his own comic and his own movie. So so it's the only Deadpool I want to know about. Yeah. Why would anybody Why would anybody want to do a pool on people committing suicide? That would be horrible. We're we're not talking about real people. We're talking about assholes who have nothing better to do than to sit around with their thumbs up their ass and and mess with our show and make pools on when people who are way more successful than they are are going to opt themselves. You know, haters are going to hate. Or die of old age. That's so sad. That's, who are the who are the people that are doing that are making this pool? Do you know? Um, I will name them. Uh, one of them, uh-huh. uh, they are. Oh, I they hear are, baby. They are Joey. Yeah, I hear baby. Joey Eastman. Uh, it's a cat. Zero Tom no, but I, mean, how did, I don't. I don't particularly care about their names. I just want to know why yeah. they're. Why, who are they that they're doing it? Is it a group of people? Is it individuals? Yes, what is it? Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, group of yeah, people. It's a little click. That uh, uh-huh. that were were in the business may still be active in the business, um, but have zero respect for the business because they co- continuously do things like this, and people still bend over and ki- bend over to kiss their ass, and I don't understand um, why. I, I really don't. That's pretty um, sad. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't think it's I, I, ever. Here's the thing that I think. I don't think that anybody. Anybody's agenda is moved forward by somebody else's suffering. Mm-hmm. I don't get I don't get any benefit by somebody else suffering. They're just suffering. My no. life doesn't move ahead because somebody's suffering. I don't know why anybody yeah. would want to place best or or take advantage of somebody's sadness and tragedy. That's too much. Oh, it's absolutely wrong. disgusting. It's deplorable. It's just. It shows you the maturity level of the people we're dealing with, and I'm yeah, yeah. It's just, just unacceptable. I try it's, to remember. I try to remember. Usually, if you think about it, if you've ever been in a good mood, I mean, whenever you've been, not if you, if you, <laughs> you've ever been in a good mood, oh my, you don't. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> when you're in a good mood, you don't have the need. To be nasty to somebody or the desire. So when people are hating, I think they're actually feeling pretty bad within themselves. It's kind of just a self-reflection. Just it's almost like you can't hold it in anymore, so you start throwing it up on other people. It's kind of like emotional <laughs> throw-up. Well, these people are a cancer on yeah. society at this point. Um, I do want, well, also want to give there... give an give an update on a controversial story that we covered last week, and then I'll let you girls continue. Um, We covered a promoter about two weeks ago now by the name of Rex Gill, who um, let two sexual assaults happen in his locker rooms, one in Illinois, one in Indiana, and tried to set up a threesome with him, his wife, and a (laughs) 16-year-old. Now, 
I am, I, I am flabbergasted at the fact that we asked wrestlers from that part of the state to rally around us and take this proof and evidence to the city council of the town the gentleman is running, and nobody did that. I, I am disgusted. I think I, I have people coming to me that want to make this a big issue but don't want to do anything to make it a solution. And I live, I live almost two hours away from this, where this individual runs. It is not my responsibility to put a stop to it. I did everything I could by exposing that individual on these programs. No, but you're close enough to do something. Can you I'm call saying. the police? Just say it. Police reports have been police reports have been filed. Um, the venue mm-hmm. has been contacted. Um, all the city officials were contacted. All city offices, the city lawyer. Uh, the state's attorney, everybody, everybody was contacted, and, every, and nothing well, you know something was done about you don't know for, Do you know for sure, though, because lots of times when investigations are being done, they don't necessarily let the people know that reported it, and sometimes they're done quietly until they can get enough evidence to, to do something about it. So there might be something going on under your nose that you're not aware of. I'm just God, I hope trying so. to do the devil's advocate benefit of the doubt kind of thing. Uh, God, I hope so. Um, because this this is disgusting. This individual has mm-hmm. been a cancer on the Illinois wrestling scene for the past eight years. He runs events that don't draw very many people. He books people that are not properly trained, and he's had some horrible things go on at his promotion. Uh, one of the most recent we covered is he put a 16-year-old in the ring against himself and spiked the kid on the rock bottom, and when they, when everybody thought that the kid broke his neck, the promoters didn't even have the decency to go to the hospital where the, the kid was at and make sure that the kid was okay and not injured. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're forgetting, you're forgetting to mention the fact that his ring is an absolute death trap to jump yeah. into. Yes. Why? What's you, wrong with it? Jeff, you wouldn't even step into Maybe it as a would. ring announcer. I wouldn't even step into it as a ring announcer. I was afraid to get into it as the ring announcer, let alone take a bump in it because it was... What was wrong with it? um, Well, wood wood and, like, the turnbuckles don't even turn tighten down. The boards underneath are warped down. There's places where the weld is broke, so it's been duct taped underneath. Um, It has the puzzle piece on it. It has the puzzle piece mat that, that you use in a kindergarten room as the padding mm-hmm. in the ring. I mean, it just like it's the the padding for the turnbuckles are um, like bubble wrap. It's just it's just That's not. Close. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's okay. It's, bubble wrap, okay. Bubble wrap is to help de-stress you. It's not supposed to stress you out. Or make you feel well. Unattacked. If my face went into a turnbuckle, I would pop every bubble on the way. I mean, I'd be like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I would have fun at it. I'm just saying. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no. We have a running joke by uh, about his ring. Uh, the first match, might, you, you might be get lucky to get some padding, but by the by the third match, there's no padding left. And there's only like much. one spot. There's only one spot in his ring where it's okay to take a bump. 
I mean, like the the rest of it yeah. is really just right. sketchy. Do you know yeah. the low ring that we used to do in Las Vegas <clears throat> was uh, carpet foam on top of uh, plywood, and it yeah. was just covered that's well, in That's what a lot of so I remember use. saying to I remember saying to Matt Simber, somebody's going to get hurt on that oh, because God. the edge of the um, plywood is exposed. And right. sure enough, it was me <laughs> that ended up Of course it was. Of course. And, and when yeah. I went over, I caught the back of my knee on the plywood, and it tore my ACL. Ouch. And I the ligament in my knee during rehearsal and didn't want to lose my job and kept going. Wow. Oh, my God. I uh, never, I didn't get it fixed for two years. So the I wrestled update, the whole time with a torn ACL. Yeah. The, oh, the, <laughs> the update on this, uh, and I'm just going to, I'm going to wrap this up with this. The update on this is as of, I want to say <laughs> yesterday morning, Mr. Rex Gill was looking into uh, running the prior school of smothers. No, I don't, uh, I've heard a lo- I've heard lots of things about that building. I know our good friend Joey Grunge mm-hmm. ran there for oh god over a year, almost two years. It would have been two years in June. He opened it in June of 2017. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, at the, at, I don't know, but I know that any legitimate worker that we find out working for this individual will be blacklisted by us. Oh my god. I, I, I'm sorry. If you're going to support a man that let two sexual assaults happen in his locker room and tried to set up a threesome with him and his girlfriend and a 16-year-old, then you don't need to be in the business. He's just wrong. I mean, uh, that's that's, and that's among the other threesomes that he's tried to set up with every female that has come through his operation. Yeah, and if you wouldn't have left, I'm sure you would have gotten that message too. Are you single? Oh, no, no. spelled wrong. I I did get that message, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm flattered, thanks, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I'd rather Uh, masturbate with a cheese grater, thanks. Maybe Sharon still has a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, I did. Nice. I did the dishes today. I did the dishes today, and I was washing my cheese grater, and now all I can picture is the cheese grater and and oh. and, and, and and my southerly nether regions. Um, no, it's not happening. No. Well, uh, you know what? That would happen before I would let Rex. Gil I'll or use his, same, you know, I'll use the same paper gloves before me. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough controversy for the night. I took Ew. a little bit more time than what I wanted to, but uh, this is definitely something that had to be addressed. The other thing that needs to be addressed quickly is we will no longer be taking callers on this program if you are not given the password. And the way to obtain the password is to message our Facebook page, Facebook.com backslash wrestling authority. Uh, find us on Facebook at Wrestling Authority Radio on Facebook. Message us, and we will get you the password. Now, mm-hmm. if your profile looks fake, you're not getting the password. Shit. Because I am not having what happened last night on this program happen again. Oh, my God. What happened? Oh, my God. 
five, we, we had a good five callers called in to cause shit. You know, you oh, yeah. were like, we and, never oh, let God. any of them through, but they, but they kept, but they kept bombarding our switchboard. And Not I, and so I called well. in my, they, like, okay, you want to call in? Just to be dead. And I'm just like, okay, fine. You want to call in? I'm throwing you in the green room. You're not going to be able to hear anything. And when we did, they left. They didn't like the fact that we were swearing. Oh, they're so, uh, you know what? It's so full of shit. Oh, my God. If that were the reason, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> anyway. Hold on. I think I've got a clip for this if it's still on the board. Hold on. Uh, nope, it's gone. Damn it. Which we one? got a cup what? of haters. Cup of haters. We got a cup of haters. We got, we got, I think we got rid of anything with that guy. I was just, there was another clip that yeah. I uploaded. It was Taylor Swift singing her song about haters. So that's not here either. But anyway, I'd like to welcome everybody into the program tonight. Uh, I am going to reintroduce myself and let my co-host do the same, and we'll introduce you to the lovely glow ladies that are with us. Oh, yeah. I am Citizen Sean David. I tell it the way it is, whether you like it or not. And I am the <laughs> wrestling referee, Steve Kane. I am his right hand, and if you don't like what he says, I'm going to tell you the same thing. I just don't swear. Uh, well, um, um, <laughs> I, I'm Chaotic Katie. I'm the reason why the show's not a bag of dicks. I'm also Steve's designated swearer. Jess, you can do it, too. Um, and if you piss me off, you're going to know about it. I'm also the comic relief. I'm here to make you laugh. I'm also the Canadian content. <laughs> and last but not least, my amazing other female co-host. Talk into the mic. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let me. My and I'm here. I'm Jess Lou, um, an independent wrestling talent, and um, I like long walks on the beach and cooking spaghetti for hobbies. I don't know. I got nothing. And I swear <laughs> like a sailor. <laughs> Jess is our newest co- female co-host. Uh, we hired her so after two weeks of controversy and our ratings going through the roof thanks to the, uh, this young lady. Um, so happy. It, it, it's, it's been amazing. I love it when you call me lady. It makes me feel special. And she, she uh, has brought a certain energy to this show that we didn't have before. Um, you got to realize me, uh, Steve, and Katie have been doing this program for five years. So sometimes we have the oomph and the energy, and other, ni- other times we need somebody like Jess to kick us in the ass. Well, that's nice that you're um, <laughs> I'd like to welcome our guests for tonight. They are original Glow Girls. And they are Major Tanya, the Royal Hawaiian, and Chainsaw. Or Harleen, depending on which one she's doing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) These girls have been with us before. They are uh, our friends that have become like a uh, kind of our own uh, outer family. I would consider them like cousins that I've never got to meet. Oh, that's sweet. Um, Yeah. Ooh, and we need to get yep. we need to get Roxy Astor back on here because it's been forever since we've talked to Roxy. Oh, I love Roxy. Um, 
I did yep. that. I just yep. wanted to point that out there because I'm, I'm sure she'll. I'm sure she would love to come back and be a part of us again. Um, mm-hmm. This is uh, this is going to be a fun mm-hmm. night. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. We're going to um, we're gonna have some laughs. We're gonna we might even tell some funny uh, some sad or funny stories. But before we do anything. Just, just to relieve the tension that I created at the beginning of this program, it's time for our 30-second dance break. Everybody Um, so I'd like to welcome our lovely. I'd, I'd like to welcome our lovely glow girls to the program, back to the program, and uh, I'm I'm gonna let Jess kind of start with this because Jess is a Jess is an '80s girl herself. Uh, so what? Uh oh, gonna put her on the spot. And uh, I don't know if you ever catched any of the original Glow or have YouTubed any of it or gone and looked at it. But caught, John. The word is caught. Caught. Catched. Catched. Okay, who who learned you to to read and and wrote? Jesus. (laughs) John, you're going to learn today. Yeah, where where did you learn your school You're going to learn today, John. Don't learn today, son. <laughs> All right, Jeff. That's nothing. You should have you yeah, heard when I was a teenager. You should have heard when I was a teenager. I went to my mom, and I went, Mom, can you pimp my popple? She says, you want to run that by me, kid? That's a great line. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I do that, too. Yeah. Oh, um, so we're going to have some fun tonight. So, Jess... Uh, you've got three original Glow Girls with you. Um, why don't you go ahead and ask them anything your little heart wants to know? Oh, my goodness. So throwing me under the bus. Like, hey, welcome to work. Get I warned you. Uh, I, I warned know, you. I <laughs> Hello, ladies. Welcome to the show. Um, Hi. How, Hi. How did you... Let's see. Who am I going to start with? Um... Um, how did you both get started? Like, just, I guess, take turns. How did you both get started? Did you come up as, um, independent and then get into GLOW? Like, how did you? Well, I can start you want to go for Royal Hawaiian. Aloha, everybody. Aloha. 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 Um, I'll go ahead and Aloha. start. Aloha. 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 Back in the (laughs) 80s, um, I was uh, doing acting and modeling and dancing and all that good stuff in Hollywood. I worked in Hollywood. Uh, My agent was across the hall from me when he got a call for the Glow Audition. 
And so I was at work, and he said, hey, are you available? You want to go for a run? And I said, sure, what is it? And he said, well, it's something to do with an audition, and they're looking for all kind of different girls, all different ethnicities, um, small, medium, large, different, you know, walks of life and what have you. So I said, sure, I'll go. It was at the Hyatt Hotel on Sunset, and actually Jeannie Hollywood and I were at the same audition. We got there, and there was about, I don't know, 800 girls and a big giant wrestling ring in the middle of the room. And then they said, "Well, welcome everybody." April, April, did you here. know? Did you know that there was going to be that it was going to be for wrestling or no? No, we didn't know anything. They just told us that they were okay. looking for a just bunch of things. different yeah. types of girls, you know, from okay. you know all different backgrounds, skills. But you figure they were all really, you know, nice-looking, pretty girls. They were models, actresses, singers, dancers, cheerleaders. You know, whatever you could think of. Anybody that was after anything in Hollywood back in the day, they went to the audition. We got there, and the uh, girls were all sitting they were sitting down, and they said, okay, well, you're all here for a women's wrestling show. And a third of the girls got up and left instantly. Oh, wow. Just, just, like, up and left. just like in the, uh, in the uh, series that they're doing on Netflix. Everybody got yeah, up and left. because that's about they're how we started out. Them. Exactly. So... I mean, some of them even went as far as to go back and say, can I have my picture and my composite and my resume? Give me it back. And then they left. Yeah. So that's crazy. You know, so then the ones that had enough guts to stay, um, they basically got us up in the ring and said, okay, let's just see who's a little bit athletic and who can take a bump. Or they just asked us, can you just somersault, you know, do a roll? And, you know, nobody knew, you know what it was like, but they wanted to see, could you do any kind of, you know, gymnastics? Were you even athletic? And so we did. And then, you know, they pretty much were weeding people out. And so at the end of the whole thing, um, actually Jeannie and I, of course, we were two of the original 12 girls. And they actually had another audition. I don't know where it was or what, but we ended up with 12 of us. So 12 of us were trained by Mondo Guerrero down in L.A. in, in Watts, <laughs> in this wonderful area. And um, oh, there wow, were, yeah. there were actually, uh, uh, yeah, pardon? Just giggling. Never mind, you're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and so that's kind of where myself, I got hired, and then I was trained by Mondo Guerrero, and um, it was kind of crazy because when we started uh, getting trained at the gym, Mondo was serious, you know. I mean, you can get hurt if, you know, I mean, he was looking at how many different girls who have no experience with wrestling whatsoever. And so some girls were not paying attention. And so to get their attention, he grabbed somebody and he put her in a sleeper hold and she was out in a second. And everybody came to attention and he didn't have to explain that when he's talking, you're paying attention. Wow. So, yeah. So everybody at that point was like, holy shit, this guy means business, and this is crazy, you know. So from that point on, we all pretty much said, okay, well, we need to pay attention. We need to see what's going on so we don't get hurt and this and that. So we actually were trained, and then from there, we were preparing for the pilot, 
which we filmed in Las Vegas, which ended up being season one. And um, uh, season one's first episode. And um, it did well. We, of course, went to the conventions to sell it, and the pilot did sell. It did very well. And then, of course, um, we ended up needing to get more girls so that we can start to film season one. And then that's for a chainsaw, mm-hmm. right? Chainsaw comes in. So myself and yeah. Americana, Cindy, were the trainers for the new season one girls. And not too long ago, I learned that Sharon and Donna were scared shitless of me. Right, Donna? Uh, Sharon? Oh, God, terrified. I didn't know terrified. that. So. In, fact, in fact, we saw the pilot at our audition, and Donna and I were looking at it, and we were specifically looking at you, April, going, she's going to kill us. It's going to be horrible. We're going to die. Yeah, I can't go. What is this? Oh. And then when we got hired and we ended up in Vegas and they put us in the ring, who comes out to train us? April. Oh, my God. I just sat there. I almost made poop on the, on the mat. I was like, no, my God, I'm going to die now. <laughs> and after all I these years, so I never knew that. I never knew oh, that God, about, about <laughs> what Sharon's saying. I just learned that, I think, sometime last year when we were on your show before. And I thought, yeah. oh, my God, were you really scared of me? And she says, we were scared shitless. And I said, we well. We were so scared. We sat there in our room going, we're going to die. We're going to die. We shouldn't have done it. This is a bad mistake. <laughs> now, what season did Big Mama People come die. in? Big Mama what came in after Mama, I left. She Noelle, came in she season in? three, I think. At the end of two yeah. or three, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I was there through in the end of two. That would have been scary. Oh. Your first, your first, Matt, your first uh, introduction to the wrestling business, you get trained by Big Mama. That would have been enough oh to scare God. me out of the business. But you, but you know, it was funny because it right? made it the big size because you had Emily was really big, Fiji was big, and Fiji got hired with yeah. me because um, because Donna and I were playing on a football team and and Fiji was um on the on the football team, and I had an agent that um that talked to me about uh, Glow, and I said, well, you know, I'm on a football team with a whole bunch of girls. Do you think we could, you know, get them to audition too? And cool. so all of us on the team went to audition, and my sister Donna, who played Spike, and Emily, who played Fiji, got hired, but I didn't. And so Donna smooth-talked Matt Simber to let me in so he could just meet me, and then he liked me enough to hire me. So... But we, I so you didn't from, get hired at the same time? I got hired with them, but they were hired first, and I was rejected. They had to beg oh, wow. for me to come in. And then, um, and then I found out from Matt Simber uh, in 2010, when we, or 2012, when we saw the documentary premiere, that mm-hmm. Donna and I were supposed to be hired along with you to do the pilot. <laughs> But the gal, the gal that ran the football team said, you can't have them contractually unless you hire me. So we didn't get hired for the pilot. And then Matt Simber found out later that she had no ownership over us and there was no contract, so he could just go ahead and hire us. But we were, I didn't oh. know we were supposed to be part of the pilot. See, see all oh, these wow. things wow. we learned? 
Interesting. So as far as seeing Big Mama, it wouldn't have scared me so much because I was already playing football with Fiji. So it, it wasn't the big size. It was the mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but guess what? We we had to be mean on purpose to see uh-huh. whether you guys could could handle it, right? So of really? the two of us, of course, Americana oh, wow. was a sweet girl. So I yeah, so nice. had to be the hard ass. And yes. so we needed you to see were you guys going to be able to. Were you guys going to be able to handle it? Were you going to be able to sell it? Were you going to be tough enough to, you right. know, to do it? And, well, you, you know, did we a, had you to did a really with... good job at it because I was you really like you really sold your part because Donna and I just sat there quietly going, "We're so fucked, we're fucked, we're fucked." <laughs> <laughs> and, but I was not really like yeah. that, was I? No, no. But we saw you. We saw you on the um, on the videotape, and the funny one was knowing Jeannie now, seeing Jeannie be tough now. But back then, when you didn't know Jeannie, I'm like, oh my God, these girls are horrible. We're gonna <laughs> die. I mean, we were just like positive we were gonna die. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> well, I need to put in a word for uh, Big Bad Mama because I knew her before she was Big Bad Mama, and she was just part of so um, nice. of the season three trainers and the real person behind it. She's just a sweetheart, and you would not have been afraid of her. She just <laughs> Put on a good show, so she was not she was mean lovely. and scary. She's she was sweetheart. lovely. I She's met her. Sweet. Yeah, I met her in 2010 when they shot the documentary, and she was just amazing. Yeah, she's just, I mean, the big bad, instead of the big bad, just think of the mama. She was like everybody's yeah. mama, you know, and she wanted to look out for everybody, and she was, you know, seriously trying to learn how to do the wrestling because it was all new to her. And she already so was a, a real mama, and she was just a very sweet lady. So uh, what you saw in the ring was, you know, her doing a great job being a heel and uh, so portraying it. that character. <laughs> I found yeah. everybody, I didn't find anyone I didn't get along with. At, at, in, um, I, I don't yeah, think there I wasn't would. anybody I didn't like during, during <laughs> Glow when we were there. No one. Um, I don't. I don't think I'll ever forget, and this is an infamous clip you can look up on YouTube for anybody that's listening that has not seen it, or try to track down the episode that it actually took place in. There is an episode of Married with Children that Big Mama was not. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that's and right. Yeah, there you go. I've seen that, yeah. Watching her throw around Ed O'Neill. Now, I don't know if that was a stuntman or not, or if that was really Ed O'Neill, but watching that is some of the most classic stuff that I think I've seen of hers. I loved her stuff with Glow, so but fun. she was she was so mean to Al Bundy on <laughs> See, that, children. Was her <laughs> that was I'm her character. Up. That's not who she really was. That was oh, her I know that, honey. I know, it, I know that, but uh, <laughs> it was it was great. It was it was great because then years later when uh, Seed's friend Bundy got released from WWE they hired him on and had him face the Bundy's son. And man, <laughs> talk, this was this was a good time in wrestling because you think of it now, I don't know that those kind of things in wrestling would have flown today. 
I don't think you would have seen <laughs> Big Bad Mama on TV facing a guy because we've we've gotten away from that. Um, and it, you know, it was it was just the '90s. Uh, I grew up in the '90s. I'm a '90s baby, so I will I will always bless the '90s. Thank you, Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I live. But, I live in a state where intersex matches uh, aren't uh, even allowed. Yeah. Men and men and women aren't what even allowed was, to what, like square what off. What state was that? What state was that? Kansas, Kansas. Mm. Mm. I found it. Um, mm. you know, it, it made for some great television, and you know, there's there's been a lot of hate over the Glow Girls, and I don't care what anybody says. You girls, <laughs> not all of you from all the seasons. But the majority of you that started were trained by an actual professional. And <laughs> so then, I'm watching the clip of Big Mama and uh, Al Bundy. And then uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys brought in the next generation, and that's what wrestling is about. Uh, this is what where a lot of promoters um, and and workers have problems is they don't realize they have to get the next generation ready for there to be a next generation. Too many of these people. Right. Men and women are still clutching to their spot, still trying to be in the spotlight, and it's sad. You know, I, I saw something online a couple of weeks ago that said Ric Flair was uh, cleared to be in the ring again. Oh, and huh? I, I saw that too. Ric Flair? Ric Flair? Thought, How old was Ric Flair? And I thought, oh, my God, who would want to so see odd. that? No, oh, my goodness. He's got to be 70, huh? Well, oh, and wow. How can his body hold that? How can his body hold up that long doing that? He's 69. Uh, let me see how old Terry wow. Funk is. Because Funk is... A few years ago, Funk was in the town that I'm living in now. And Funk told the promoter that if they paid him more, he'd go out there and work a match. And this this must have been two uh. years ago, if that. And I'm thinking, I love Terry Funk. I have, I have some of my favorite male matches include Terry Funk because that guy could tell a story like nobody else. But who mm-hmm. the hell wants to see 740-year-old Terry Funk in the ring still? <laughs> I, 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 would I don't want to worried. see it. I would be very worried. Oh, yeah. I would I mean, be worried he would get hurt. Get I don't up. think I could relax and enjoy myself. No! I'd have to agree. I'd be I would nervous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as a, as well, a I can tell you personally because I worked with Terry Funk, okay? Um, did a show with him in the Hammond Civic Center. Now, the way we had uh, the back area set up, there was steps leading up to a ramp that went down to the ring, okay? Terry is so physically shot that he had to take my hand, and oh, I had to help him up the steps before he went before as before he walked down the ramp to the ring, yeah. and then I had to take his hand and help him down those steps afterwards. But this is the amazing thing: once once he gets past those curtains, all of a sudden that guy loses about uh, about twenty thirty years. He yeah, can because move. he's going he off the excitement and the adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That is it. It's very easy to forget your pain when that adrenaline is going, like football yeah. players do. You know, the football players each morning can't even get out of bed, and yet they find a way to constantly yeah. go into the field and play. 
Hey, I can name drop. Can I name drop with you guys? I know. Oh, sure. Um, oh, yeah. um, um, Steve. God, all of a sudden I can't remember. The guy, I know. How can you drop, drop a name if you can't remember the name? Steve Borden. Borden that did, he played Sting in oh, it was WWF yeah. when he started. Well, okay. he and I used to work. He and I used to work at the same restaurant together before he started and before I started. And uh, he was a bartender, the nicest man you'd ever want to meet. And the woman who ended up being his wife was a friend of mine. She also worked there. And we would sometimes work out at Gold's Gym together. And Steve was such a nice person. And then one day he, he tells us all, he goes, I got this, I got this gig that they're going to be doing wrestling. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, they're going to be trying to, like, promote a whole wrestling thing. They're calling it WWF. I don't know if it's going to go or not, but but I think I'm going to do it. I'm like, wow, Steve Wrestling, had you ever considered that before? And he goes, no. And we were just talking like that, and then I think it was probably, gosh, maybe within less than a year I had gotten hired for, for GLOW, just coincidentally. Yeah. And both of us weren't wrestlers from the start, you know, so it was kind of, and he was, I went to his wedding, my sister and I went to his wedding, and it was so cute because he had all his, his, his bleached out spiked up hair, and there were all these big people there that I didn't know who they were, but I'm guessing they were <laughs> famous people, wrestlers, and I'm like, wow, so, and it was a pretty place too, but he's a really, really nice person, that's the only, that and Lisa, um, and, and both, um, both, both uh, April and I can drop her, but, um, but yeah, that's my only name. Thank goodness I remembered it. I would have looked like an idiot. <laughs> okay, so that that was Steve who? Which Steve was that? Okay. Steve Borden. Right. Um, I thought, he thought so. Sting. I thought so. I thought so. Yes. Hey, okay, I have short-term memory loss, so when she talked about something for a while, I do it to the boys, too. Who are we talking about again? I do it all Oh, that's time. because I'm okay. too wordy and I'm boring. <laughs> no, it's got nothing to do with it, and you're not boring. <laughs> I usually I'm say I've just taken one too many chair shots. That's that's my uh. But I that's my that's my line, damn it! You cannot steal my line. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's true. not just your line. But, um, yeah, I do want to get into some breaking news that just broke. Uh, we have some news okay. concerning the hall concerning the Hall of Fame and two newest signees to the WWE at this time. I'm not going to play the breaking news. Eh, I'll play it. What the hell? We got time. Uh-huh. It is being that sounds said. Official. This- <laughs> uh-huh. It official. It is Very official. It, uh, it is being said at this time that. Um, oh, God, I have to look this up. <laughs> Ooh, okay, this is as bad as this is as bad as April not remember Steve Borden's name. No, oh, uh, <laughs> no, I remember what's going on. I just need to. I need to see where WrestleMania <laughs> is. Here. Uh, is oh, okay. New Orleans. Uh, it, oh no, it's in New Jersey. Uh, it's uh, being rumored at this time that the main inductee 
for that area of the WWE Hall of Fame is going to be none other than the Beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yay, good for him. Oh, oh. he's one of my favorites. I'm sorry, but I have never seen another man 350 pounds plus come out to the ring and do cartwheels. And I don't know that we'll ever wow. see it again. <laughs> Me neither. I love I love that man, and, and that was <clears throat> one thing I all remember. That's great. Him. Good, for, good for him. Uh, he's no longer with us, from- but um, I I miss that man. I love that. Uh, man. I miss his I, I miss his work. Um, I met him in 2002. I was 11 or 12 years old. One of the nicest men that I've ever met in my life. Took the time to make sure that any autograph that I wanted. I mean, I I went to school. Well, I didn't go to – I went to school on, on getting merchandise for him to sign. I went out and got all the WCW <laughs> – I went out and got all the WCW coloring books that had him in it, and I brought the pa- – I ripped the pages out for him to sign. And, uh, I mean, he, he was just so nice. And I'll never That's forget so – cool. I'll never forget the match he had because it it stands out in my mind. Uh, Steve, you'll know who you'll know who he faced when I say it. But his opponent for that night was a guy by the name of uh, Double M. Mm-hmm. We called him Mama's Boy Mike, uh, but his mm-hmm. real name was Magnificent yes. Mike. Okay. And they had <laughs> yeah, he worked classic, for me too. That was a classic match. So I am very very happy that Bam Bam's going in. I think it's a little bit long overdue. Um, you know, but if, if you're if you're gonna put somebody in, and I'm friends with this guy on Facebook, if you want to put somebody in from the '90s, uh, you need to think about putting in another guy that really had an impact on the '90s, and that's okay. Tatanka. Hey, I love Tatanka. I saw him live. He's great. Hey, Chris is a great guy, longtime friend of mine. We worked a lot together over the years in a few different promotions. Love him to death. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that it's time for him to go in because he's he's another one from the from the '90s when Raw first started. It really made that show shine. You know me, I always vote wasn't, for the pretty ones. So. Uh, wasn't he out there in the in the late eighties as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well he actually started in the eighties. Um he started yeah. uh um mid Atlantic uh wrestling. Uh he was trained by uh, Wahoo McDaniel. Oh wow. so thing, um if you're done with your announcement, I could tie into my story. Just uh, one, one second, was... one last thing. Uh, this is the last news okay. we're going to break into tonight. It is being reported that Abyss and Sanjay Dutt have left Impact Wrestling because oh, wow. they have been granted a contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. Oh, that's uh-huh. wonderful! What? Yes. Wow. That's cool. Holy crap. Yeah, he scored again. And, and, and I, I went with Chris. Go back to the start of TNA when he first started doing Abyss. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, 
I'll tell you what, there's, there were a lot of rumors out there over the years, and there's an interview out there where uh, Chris, that's Abyss's real name, said himself that he would never work for WWE because he would not sell them the rights to the Abyss character. So I'm hoping... Well, maybe, he, maybe he retained the rights. I'm, I'm yeah, hoping I'm he did, say. because that character... Uh, when that hit TNA, and, and I, I remember... Going to my dad's, because uh, I come from a, bro- a little bit of a broken family, and I remember going to my dad's for one week uh, during the summer, and this was right after the TNA pay-per-views uh, had started before they had gotten a TV deal. They were still weekly pay-per-views, and I remember mm-hmm. ordering one of those and seeing Abyss come on the television with James Mitchell and just being in total awe. It, it, it took my breath away. The original Abyss what character be. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you. Continue. Uh, Abyss, I met in uh, 2004, 2005 at one of Ed Schumann's shows in Streamwood, Illinois. And I, I've seen that man a couple other times since then. It's, it's been a long time. Nice man. Uh, <laughs> incredible in the ring. And, uh, look, you can see him on TV. You've got to see what he does at an independent show live. Because that man should have been signed a long time ago. I don't think he was ever done right by Impact Wrestling. In the beginning, he was because he was given the NWA world title. But in in the recent years, they haven't really been able to do anything with him. Decay was good. Um, Other stuff that they did was okay. But I'm, I'm still a fan of that classic abyss that had those brutal matches with the likes of Sabu and Raven that just it, it, I love the the Abyss character. I thought I thought it was a great rival for the Undertaker. Um everybody thought that Sting was a good rival to the Undertaker and in many ways he was WCW's Undertaker. But when Ab- when Abyss hit, that was it. I mean, that that guy super talented super friendly, and I wish him nothing but the best because he deserves it. He really does. And I know I know Steve, I think, Steve, you worked with Chris, right? Yes, yes. In fact, uh, the first night I ever worked with him, uh, we did a spot where he splashed me into a corner, and the ring that we were in is what I call a Jerry Lawler ring. So, I in other that. words, the, in know. other words, the turnbuckles it wasn't padding. It was rolled up duct tape and a oh, whole shit. bunch of it. Enough to make enough to make a ball. Oh my shit. Ouch. Oh my god, did that give you any cushioning at all? No. No. It didn't. No it didn't. Oh, <laughs> this is See, you probably wanted the bubble wrap for that. <laughs> well, I want the bubble wrap, man. I'll take girls, it. Girls, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Now, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, girls. This this is a tribute to the talent of that man. We have he, a new caller in queue. I'm going. He went. He, he went into the corner with me. He took. He did. He did the splash. I was in the corner. He gave me the splash. But I never made contact with the back of the ring. He did not really? wow. push me into the back of the ring. We 
we made just Great. just contact. I took the I took the face bump. It was perfect. That's so nice. So you don't perfect. have to hurt yourself and worry about somebody else hurting you. Yeah, yeah. especially when you don't have you know the uh, foam padding that's you know right that you regular, need to protect yourself. You know, turnbuckles have. And that. Okay, well, we do have our surprise oh, guest with us. Uh, I want to keep her. I want to keep her a surprise until we come back for our break. Because uh, boys and girls, we have run into the time that uh, we need to take for our song break, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that, and we'll be right. We'll be right back. So, Glow Girls yeah. and Jess and Kate, uh, Katie, I think you've already done it, but all um, you have to yeah, do. I'm going to do it again. Is hang up. And call this and number right back. back. Yeah, you got to right be back. Okay. Yep, that's I'm all you got to do. Okay, all right, darling. We'll talk to you in a few. I'll do it on time back. this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All of the Hollywood. Mystery guest, you don't have to because you just called in, so you're okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, we'll I be think, right back. This we is Wrestling Authority Radio. Uh... And this is a ladies' night with glow, so we'll be right back.
This is Crazy Mary Dobson. You're listening to Graveyard Radio Network. All right, and we're back with the ladies that glow. That was Crazy Mary Dobson, a.k.a. Sarah Logan, uh, who we had on this program almost five years ago, uh, going on six years ago. So I am back. Uh, Jess is back. Uh, Steve is back. And uh, we'll reintroduce everybody. I am Sadistic Sean David. I am Jess Blue, a.k.a. Malice Mayhem. And I don't know where Steve went to. Steve might be outside with the dog. Uh, Katie will be bringing us back in a little bit. Uh, we have Royal Hawaiian with us. We have Chainsaw mm-hmm. with us. And we have our surprise mystery guest. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hollywood! Yay! We Awesome. Everybody knows you. Mystery. Mystery. I didn't know you were a You're mystery a... guest. I'm sorry. You're a mystery guest, Jeannie. Hi. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, we like to Hi, we honey. like to we like to surprise oh, some of you. Um, what is so, it? Ten o'clock on the East Coast right now? Ten? Yes. Uh, ten oh yeah, six. Ten o'clock. Uh, well, I'd like to, so we I'd gonna, like to, we're going to jump back into where we were telling our stories and uh, of course um, yes. how we got yep. into yep. it. I just never got to. Yes, um, we will. There's more people. Yes. Um, I'd like to yeah. welcome everybody back to the program. You are listening to Wrestling Authority Radio. We are live inside the ER. Hope you like it so far. And we're going to continue with the Ladies of Glow at this time. We have with us Hollywood, the Royal Hawaiian, Chainsaw, and Major Tanya. Hey, Jeannie, how you doing, hon? Hi, honey, I'm great. How about you? Hey, doing fantastic, doing fantastic. Hey, guys, uh, I don't know if you all are aware of this, but uh, Jeannie was actually uh, on the NWA 70 show. Yes, so, thank you. Woo. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. How how was that? I, it's, that seems like that must have been really a fantastic deal. Oh my God, that that was badass. And just talk about being at the right place at the right time and knowing Billy Corgan because I met him at CAC, uh, I think in 2011 or 2012, and then we did some voiceovers for the documentary. And so we were in the studio together with a couple of other ladies, and um, I ran into the vice president, David Lagana of NWA at the airport in Nashville, and we got to talking, and then we met, and they're like, how would you like to do some stuff with NWA? I said, absolutely, bring it on. So there you wow, have it. Wow, honey, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. Good people. Now, Tanya, how did Tanya, how did you get into it? Oh, hey, okay. I was wondering if anybody was ever going to ask again, but oh, what's that? <laughs> I, 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 I never knew. Know, you, so I'd love to know. 
Well, you got it. Well, it, was, it was different for me because um, I'm, I actually was friends with the original Dementia, who also was Sugar, mm-hmm. and her name was Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I knew her in the Los Angeles area. She was a hairstylist. I was a makeup artist. And we started uh, talking stories, and I was getting mm-hmm. into fitness and working out. And so I found out about the glow and the wrestling and all that stuff through her. And then at that time, David McLean had decided to split off and start his own show, and he had brought several of the season one and two women over to uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, and set up a a whole new promotion there that he was, uh, and that was where uh, Ivory was born. At that point, she was still, um, instead of Tina, she was Nina. And um, they needed a Russian because the glow had ended with uh, Major Nanuchka, I mean, uh, Colonel Nanuchka, having the mm-hmm. crown. And they wanted to, to start their promotion with the glow crown. And mm-hmm. so uh, somehow I got talked into becoming a Russian and, and going and learning to do wrestling. I had like one week to learn. And they had us all housed at the Purdue University and we were training with Calypso Jim, I believe is his name, and uh, the other yeah. women had yeah. already known what they were doing, so it was kind of just a crash course, literally, for me. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of where my whole thing started, and, and that promotion was pretty short, spring into the summer, and then I decided to come back and be a part of the original GLOW because I didn't want to stay on the road with the rest of them. Yeah, the road part was kind of, um, I wasn't looking to to move, this is Chainsaw, I wasn't looking to go on any further, especially since I had already hurt myself during the um, during the, um, rehearsal. In fact, the <clears throat> hurting myself was kind of the impetus for creating such an extreme character because I said to Donna, that's it, I'm not going to hurt myself again, so I'm going to do as little wrestling as possible. And I'm just trying. I'm going to try to make this character really extreme, so that you don't focus on how much I suck as a wrestler, and uh-huh. you won't notice that I'm hard. <laughs> you guys were my favorite. We were so bad. <laughs> no, we but you know the, the commitment. You know the what, commitment we, to the character. The was... Your commitment to the what? character. And the ability to break all the rules and, uh, yes. you know, bring in uh, weapons and all kinds of different things well, that yes, nobody could see, get away with by the time we did season three. They had to cut out all exactly. of that stuff. How could you possibly, how could that ever be legitimate? <laughs> oh, I don't think it's it was. Absurd. It was just they wanted to get away with it, and you guys were so freaking entertaining. I know that was, I just, I thought I laughed and screamed the most. During either we the house or we tried to make it as we always tried to make it as as extreme as we could. But the cool thing was is that everybody was always on board. You know, ne- we never did anything with everything was talked out, and nobody did anything that somebody else was going to be uncomfortable with. That was like a really big important thing. Oh. You had to have yeah. the trust out there because you're doing stuff to each other. Like I remember because. Um, we played Donna and I played the housewives also. And so yeah. when we started, in fact, you know what? There's articles out there that said we did the housewives first and then we switched to heavy metal. That's not true. 
We oh, had oh had I had think enough. they just, because they used that in Netflix, they wanted to claim that to be your story, too. But that, that was, yeah, that was just the Netflix uh, angle. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we started out, we started off with that, and then Matt Simber Matt said, uh, we want you to develop uh, housewife characters, and we want you, we want them to be 30-year-old sexy women. Well, first of all, Donna was, <laughs> when you think of 30-year-old women, I'm 58 <laughs> now, so that's, okay, young and sexy. But Donna was 21, and I was 26. You want me to play older? I don't understand. So I said, you know what? I'll tell you what. We'll we'll develop these characters, but let us have a shot at it, and you can see if you like it afterwards. And that's when we came up with those 65-year-old women who hated everyone. They weren't bad. They hated everyone. And all they did was complain. And if you you watch us wrestling... That's exactly how Don and I wrestle as housewives. That's how bad we are. We're really doing our, that's exactly what we look like. And as lumpy and as clunky and as like throwing a sack of potatoes on the ground, that's Don and I's wrestling. That's really as good as we are. If you want to look good, we have to do all kinds of theatrics to hide the fact that we suck. Yeah, but Sharon, I have a compilation tape of the housewives. And and it's courtesy of James Mayer, who I love you guys so much. I asked him to make that for me because when I'm cooking dinner or I'm doing something, I put that Uh I put it on and I just listen to you guys. I don't even have to watch you. I I love it. Love (laughs) to listen to you. Oh yeah, you guys. So he made me one of all your guys' matches. So it's awesome. Oh my God, really? That's so funny. Yeah. You know, we, yeah, never awesome. had, we never had um, a set thing we were going to do when we did our improvs, when we talked, or when we, what we did was we always started off at the same place. We always had a starting point, and then we would let it drift. So nothing was ever planned except for where you were going to start. And where I was going to start every time when we did an improv with Donna was talking about the weight she's gained. And she was going to oh. start with how tense and controlling I was. And that's where we start every time. And then it would just go from there. And so stuff would happen. Sometimes I'd watch tapes and I'd watch Donna and I'd start busting out laughing. But if you listen to the matches, we were so horribly rude. In, and we tried so hard to be so off-putting. We were. And we, we were so racist and so nasty and, uh, and oh, just so unlikable. That they actually, um, they actually had to do a lot of announcing over us. And then I found out in 2012 at the premiere, Matt Simber said that during that time in the 80s when we were doing that, he was getting calls from the Jewish Defense League insisting that we stop because we were insulting Jews. And I said, we're the only Jews on this.
from the buffet. <laughs> and I love to hand out my Riviera roll. <laughs> well, you guys have uh, the most amazing chemistry. My- and when I first started watching Glow and I was not really into any kind of uh, wrestling, men or women or otherwise, and when I saw The Housewives, I was just, I was hooked. I was like, now this is how you can't take it too seriously. And it was just so fun because you managed to make it funny, insulting, and make fun of wrestling and then roll around and still wrestle. And it was just like the, it was the highlight of the show. You you know you know what my one of my favorite parts is of the Housewives wrestling. Whenever I watch it, one of us in the background, like one of us in the foreground, is bitching and moaning and complaining to someone, while the other one is behind her getting her butt kicked, getting dragged around, moaning and landing on the ground, and the other one's not even aware or helping, just complaining. And it happens all the time. Just getting. The partner's getting killed in the background. It's getting thrashed. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, trying to reach out for help, and you're too busy. Yeah. Convention to be able to help her out. (laughs) I'm too busy convention. Yeah, you see the other person getting destroyed, while the other one's back is to her complaining. (laughs) That's hilarious. And that's why Glow provided some really original, unique, fresh content. Uh, there are people there. There are the hardcore, um, very, very old school wrestling extremists out there that say that Glow made a mockery of the wrestling business. But the fact of the matter is, oh no, no. Uh, you guys were trained. Whether they like it or not, you were trained. Wrestling is a mockery of the wrestling business. Come on now. Um, and you guys were legitimately trained. So despite their arguments, uh, we I believe you were real wrestlers. You went out there and took the bumps and bruises like real wrestlers. Uh, if well, kids can set up, if kids. If kids, can set up a trample, if kids can set up a trampoline or mattresses in their backyards and call themselves wrestlers, why the hell can't you, ladies? No. Nope. I lost somebody. Well, you know, I think what's important is we really knew our strengths and our weaknesses, and then we had yeah. most, most of the ladies had characters based on some of their natural tendencies. I have to say I was right. a bit of an exception. Everyone would say how conservative I was. And I would just like secretly mm-hmm. laugh because I was, you know, doing this whole Russian thing and, and, and nobody knew me any different way. But at, at any rate, I think that, that we brought some of the, the, um, the charm of what wrestling's all about, which is bringing your worst and your best, emphasizing well, the, I, I the different aspects of it and me? creating basically no. a whole soap opera, you. you know, the, the whole thing. Okay. I heard you. Uh-huh. Well, there's, it goes there's, on. There, is going off and off on it. Oh, is it? There's there's a section in WWF, I guess it was at the time, that turned into, I guess, what they called the Attitude um, Era or the Attitude Era or something like that. Attitude Era. Yeah. Yeah. Was that right? Okay, so yeah. this fan told me that 
somebody erect from from WWF at the time, was WWF at the time, had seen a match that Donna and I did as Chainsaw and Spike, liked it enough to go tell Vince McMahon, and that's when he developed the Attitude um, Era. And I, oh, wow. I thought that was really cool. And I, I said, I posted on Facebook, and I go, hey, guess what? I'm iconic. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm, you are. I'm badass. I'm an iconic. I'm an iconic. You're damn straight. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to disagree because I don't want my ass kicked. And I don't want to get a, I don't, you know, I don't need her waving a chainsaw in my face and trying to cut my lips off and you know, separate my head my body. That saw scared me for two reasons. The first one, always stalled. I didn't, no. that first one didn't scare me for cutting. The first one always stalled and I looked like an idiot all the time. <clears throat> so oh, I was man. afraid it was going to stall. But the second one was the bigger one. And when I had to start it, in order to pull the whatever choky thing, I don't know what it's called now, but in order to, to make it start, I had to pull this cord with one hand and drop the saw with the other one. And every time I would drop Bye. that saw, it would come like within inches of my knee. And I thought, it's just a matter of time before I saw my leg off. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my God. You yes. just scare the hell out of me every time I have to scream. I'm like, okay, here we go again. Do I leave with a leg or not? Oh, See what I mean? Because I'm into her character. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. It the things that we'll do for our really craft funny. and keep our stuff up. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just keep, I mean, and you keep going. The day that, um, <clears throat> the day, I don't know if you guys remember the day that Angelina got hurt where she hurt her leg, and it was in a match with Donna and I. And and um, this is Little Egypt. And um, oh. so just before the match, I was walking around um, with the crowd, and I was holding my saw up in the air, going, ah, that kind of stuff. And I feel all this gasoline spilling out of it onto my hair. Oh, my and God. And that's the day that we have a match that's designed to where I'm holding Egypt in the turnbuckle, and Donna throws the biggest fireball she's ever thrown, and as it's coming out, oh, I'm no. like, oh, my oh, shit. God, my hair's going to catch on fire now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, but right then is when Angelina twisted her knee and stuff, so it was, um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. I mean, it was, and the girls, all the girls, I couldn't believe how nice everybody was. I mean, they were really genuinely nice people and if we wanted to hang out with like if I was a bad guy and I wanted to hang out with a good guy we kind of had to do it incognito either in our room yeah, or yeah. like Misa and I used to work out all the time together we worked out five days a week so I was always wearing a baseball cap out you know we hear a lot about that we hear a lot about that the heels the heels and the faces were not to be seen together we hear a lot about no, that. they were not that was true. I I hung out with uh, with Lightning Cheryl Rusa Lightning. We hung out all the time on days off, and we would find we were this when we were living in Las Vegas, and uh, we found this movie theater way on the south far side of Las Vegas. <laughs> and on our day off, we would go there, and we would just stay and watch like ten movies all day long, and nobody knew who we were. And then when we got oh there, you know, then we have to like hide out again. 
You wow. know, oh, my God. And I, that's we awesome. Go, we used to go up to um, Mount Charleston on Sundays because that was our only day off. And it was about 40 miles from, from the hotel. And the, do you guys remember the paramedics? The what, huh? The paramedics that we had that, oh, that yeah. often well, were like, paramedics, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, Ron has, yeah, he had, a, he had a cabin up in the mountains, and we used to go to the cabin every Sunday and hang out up there. It was so pretty. Oh, nice. we just needed oh, a, wow. a break. But when Lisa and I used to go into the uh, La Caja Fall Theater when it was empty. Yep. And one of us yep. would sit in the audience while one of us would stand on the stage singing, and then we'd Oh, my God. Too funny. I'm living in a casino, and I can't gamble because I'm a compulsive gambler, so that was like a challenge. (laughs) I bet. Yeah, when you've got to pass through the casino on your way to lunch, and that's your addiction. (laughs) Oh, Oh my shit. That had to been hard. That'd be like sending me through a forest of, of munchies, you know, a bag of chips yes. and cheesies and yes. and, 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 I got food poisoning from that buffet. Oh, my and, God. Um, I was, yeah, I got Yay. food poisoning on that buffet. And the match we had the next day, I got it at night, and the match we had the next oh day was with oh, Olympia oh and Dallas. God. Finally, girls that were our size or bigger. So we had choreographed it so that they could do actual wrestling moves on us because they could pick us up and everything. And so we coordinated so they were beating the crap out of us. And I'm like, of all the times to have coordinated this. So I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting body slammed. I'm getting shoved into the turnbuckle. I feel my ass getting, like, just my butt is getting kicked, literally, my butt. And I'm farting and farting. And I'm thinking, any second, I'm either going to throw up or crap my pants. My God, now everybody's going to be hearing me farting as they're doing the spin around the helicopter oh. thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please stop. Please stop. Oh, my God. Stop it now. Yes. Oh, my God. Stop. Kill me. Oh, Lord. Kill me then. Uh, yeah, we had all kinds of all kinds of like stories like that. We had Lisa and I had names for people in the gym, you know, where we worked out. Everybody, every person has their own stories of the kind of stuff. What kind of stuff did you do on your time off, April? What time off? As a matter of fact, a friend just asked me today. You know the 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 video uh, raw meat. So it was Matilda and Hollywood and Vine, right? Yeah. You guys, and then all yeah. the bad girls. Well, they asked me, how come you're not in that video? I said, well, first I played Royal Hawaiian. I was the tag team of Sarah and Mabel, so I was Sarah. Right. I also was a trainer, and I also had to go to the production meetings because they had to know who was doing good, who was not doing so good. The writer needed to know who can we 
Who could we write into this story? Where are we going to put this girl? Da, 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 da. So it just so happened the day it. that we did that, I couldn't be there. So everybody wow. said, you know what? I don't see you in that video, you know, that blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you know what? There's only so many hours in a day. After you guys right. got done wow. working out, right, you guys could go to the pool. You could go to the room and take a nap. You can go to the movies. You can go out, you know. Show oh, you were actually working. Wow. You know, I was working double or triple, really, right, because I had to train you guys. So after your guys' matches, you could leave. Well, I had to stay yeah. for everybody's match, right? Oh, and my goodness. That, when everybody was done, I'm in Katie's with Matt and David and Steve and uh. Americana, and we're in there till 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, discussing yeah. who's good Katie's, enough now. Katie's was, for the rest of you, Katie's, Katie's was, was a coffee, coffee shop, shop, remember? And it was named uh, after Michelle and Rickless's daughter. And it was a coffee shop right. in the hotel. Yeah. And so we would go in there and eat late night What's while we are having our production yeah. meeting. You know, so I didn't get a whole lot of sleep or a lot of personal life. Wow. So the guy asked me today, he just sent me that question like about an hour before the show. And he said, how can you do that video? So, I mean, that's that's why. Part of the reason, you know. For you. Pardon? It's doing all that work. This is Hollywood. Doing all that work. Did you get paid extra for helping and doing that to get I absolutely, compensation? Absolutely not. I knew you were going to oh. be <laughs> we, were supposed, oh, no. we were supposed to be compensated because you figure, if I was just Royal Hawaiian, then I'm going to get paid for my one character. But then mm-hmm, I played two right? characters, and then right? I was a trainer, and I was the production staff. So I actually really had four different jobs, right? And then basically we got got production credit, right? So if I wanted to, I could say I was, you know, that's on the production side, and then I was a trainer. So that's Uh, that's my job. In in place of it, just like with, I don't know, um, with Susie Spirit, I don't know, I I learned this recently from her that um, she only accepted the job with Glow under certain circumstances because you know oh, she wow. was doing she was a dancer in the Tropicana's uh, Follies Briget or Follies what was Briget. Her? Yeah, that's yeah, was that that's what the was yeah. I can't remember. So she was a dancer, plus she was going to school, she was going to law school and she was right. you know, so she was doing all these different things too. So she had a limited schedule but she said, Okay, I'll work, you know, this many days. I won't be able to sit and watch you guys, she says, I want some production experience. You know, I want to be able to see what it's like and, um, you know, whatever her, you know, she stipulated what have, you know, this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And and so they, they, you know, they gave her the job based on her, you know, because of course she's not going to just give up, you know, school and her job and whatever. And so I talked to her recently and she said it was very valuable stuff. So, I mean, you know, you kind of have to look at it and say, okay, well, I could have got paid more money than what I have gotten this experience, you know. So you kind well, of know how you look at it because I know that I know that Matt Sorry. Matt Simber has told somebody that we were really well compensated for our stuff, and I thought, 
No, no, I was making no. less wrestling than I was <laughs> no, dating people. Because the first season I made three hundred dollars a week, and the second season I made oh, four hundred dollars a week. That's all. Well, that's not <laughs> true because yeah. I mean, right here, the perfect character. You know, I mean, if you played more than one, shouldn't we have got paid twice as much? I mean, yeah, you right? Think, right? Think you we played, we played yeah. the match, so yeah, there'd be times we had two matches. No, we never got. I never even thought about that. It's funny. Hell no. Well, and then, yeah. then there was the uh, ten thousand dollar prize for the battle royale, and it was a rubber yeah, chest. That it money? was totally worthless. <laughs> Top. <laughs> you <laughs> thought we actually got that money if we won. <laughs> You know, no, no, no. Did we really get paid what we were worth? I don't think so. But you know what? I look at it and chalk it up to the experience and just the overall. You know, um, I mean, it was absolutely. It was my. It was a happy time in my life. I mean, bottom line, I had a ball. I mean, Jeannie, we had a good time, right? I mean, we started. Oh, I can. Well, all I can say is, where can you, at that time, in that time period in the eighth, as a 22-year-old kid or in your 20s, and a day, and you are on TV. So me and Stop learning it. how to wrestle and, and traveling for free and touring, it was one of the best experiences, you know, for a who just doesn't know any better. Fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> We were flying by the we, seat of our pants, you know, and, and it was shit. just an experience. So I look at it and people hey. ask, would you do it again? In a heartbeat. Yeah. Yep. It was of fun. Course. I mean, Can I tell you what it back in your uh, life? One at a time. Because money disappears. Right, money goes away. But experiences yeah. stay with you. And I, would ne- I wouldn't trade those away for anything. There you go. Can I do a, I wanted to do a tie-in to what April talked about, and I uh, had a, a fan question. They said, what were the differences between working in POW and working in GLOW? Because they know that I did the uh, David McLean very first POW, which was even called WOW at that point. It wasn't and GLOW. It, it ties into... It ties into April's story because actually I went and I was also the makeup artist and the photographer and being the, the Natasha the Russian, and I actually got paid for each of mo- those jobs. I got paid three times a week. So David McLean was one of the reasons he got all those women on board to go out to Indiana and live on buses and in wow. hotels was because he paid a lot. And there were those of us who had more than one job actually got paid more. And I know that wow. like, you know, considered the star, so she lucky, got paid lucky, a lucky. percentage of the house. Yeah. So it, it, it did exist it out there. <laughs> then I came back and did glow, and then my car payments didn't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That almost sounds like the uh, Hamon sketch from In Living Color. So. Oh, God. I worked on that show. I worked on that damn show. In Living show. Color? <laughs> did you? Yes. You did? Yeah. You okay, worked on In Living Color? I worked on In Living Color. And who did? It was probably Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood right? Okay, thank you. I what did you do, Jimmy? So I play a high school student at a dance, and they put me in this outfit that's supposed to be the dress 
somebody steps on it and it comes all the way off. There's only lingerie underneath it. So I did Ooh. that. Now, now okay, mind help. you on that show, it's five white people and the whole thing, you know, it was, it was awesome experience because it was just a whole black cast and black crew, black production, directing. So it was kind of a, an interesting set to be on back in the day. Then I went to go look for the damn thing, and guess what? I still get paid to this day, all the residuals, but you won't see me because they cut it out. They cut that out. Oh, oh, that was going to go look at all. That's okay. As the checks keep coming in, who cares? Yep, that's it. That's that's pretty amazing, actually. It's a funny story. Unfortunately, those things happen. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a cool set. I enjoyed it. (laughs) And I was going to say another thing, you guys. You know, I I think, you know, some people may have got paid this amount. Matilda got, you know, for me coming back third or fourth season, I didn't want to come back. I'm like, uh uh. They're like, we need you to Hollywood. I'm like, no, we'll come to a meeting. I said this quite a few times. I went to that meeting. I'm seeing all the three at third and fourth season new girls and no. No first and second season people, so that was different. Um, and they're like, "What?" And I go, and I went. I only want to work um, one week out of the month. Oh no, 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 no! You can't do that, David and Mary. No, no, no! You can't do that, Hollywood. I go, "Well, you asked me what I wanted. This is what I want." So we came, so we came to a little agreement, right? We came to an agreement that I would come in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, do the live show on Saturday, and then be able to go home that night. And um, wow, and, and that's that great! It was great, and they would pay my airfare up and back. So you know, there were little things like how Noelle was saying she was paid for, you know. And, and like April said, ex- you all said experience is just more than what money could ever. You know, well, because money goes away, but those experiences don't. They, you'll always remember yes, you'll that. Never, you'll, you'll always remember it. Oh, you know, yeah, so much. Yeah, well, and I, I wanted to be a part of Glow because of, of it being in Las Vegas and it being more of an entertainment show. And what David McLean mm-hmm. was doing with Pow and Wow was trying with to make love. it strictly women's wrestling and not with have the sketches and the entertainment. And I came from being right. an actress, so so I was willing yeah. to give up all that big time money that David was paying to have a, a secure location and to get to be a part of the the comedy and the fun with uh, Glow. But I didn't know the I was going to pay for my car. You know, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. That's pretty cool that you liked it enough to come back and take less money. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, just play along." When I was there for the training, I knew I was going to be the Russian, but he wanted me to be there in the training, and I actually helped out with some of the training for the, the women that were starting new. And he said, "Just play along. They don't have to know you're the Russian. They don't have to know that we already got this arrangement." So. I did all that, and that, and that way I kind of got that beginning experience I never got when I jumped into the other show. Well, that's awesome. awesome. You know, mm-hmm. um, there used to be a game, of, uh, an arcade game in Circus Circus where, like, if you hit something like, it was like under, 20, under seven balloons or over 21 balloons with a dart, you'd get a prize. And John and I right. used to say, 
you get a prize if at the end of a training session or the end of a week you had under seven bruises or over 21. (laughs) 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 Do you remember at the very beginning when we were so bruised up, we all went back to our rooms and we sat on ice. We had ice packs on our butt, on our arms, on our legs. We had ice packs everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) Oh, man. Because also, you know, also when we're training – Girls are learning how to throw each other. You don't want to make a mistake, but sometimes you can't help but squeeze down on somebody's arm too hard. Mm -hmm. It leaves a thumbprint bruise because everybody's running on adrenaline and doesn't want to do anything wrong, you know. And so it's it's pretty comical because if you look at who the characters were and what we represented to fans was really completely different than who we were and what was going on behind the scenes. It was so cool to be part of a group like that of, of women that were just lovely women, Willing. you know? There wasn't yeah. any kind of sh- crappy, no. shoddy, and nobody wanted to have somebody hurt or somebody was jealous of somebody else. Everybody was like we had a, we had a supportive good group. of everyone. But yeah. You know what? Everybody really cool. was on the same Everyone was on the same team, and that's what I saw yeah. Yeah. In, all the, in all the seasons. From the pilot to season one through four, all the girls worked together well. Everybody loved each other and cared about each other. And we, I mean, seriously, we, we all had a, a great time, but I never saw any, any you know, yeah, me and, and, and uh, we always say that, I always say this with, um, with the farmer's daughter, you guys have to remember, we went to the same high school. So that animosity and that crap was real between her and I, but it's just like, shit, you went to school with her? And she went to school with you? Oh, my God, our friends. Was this, the, was this uh, Sally the, was this uh, Sally the yeah. farmer's daughter, Lori? Yes. Uh, she yeah, was, was also, Becky. she was, uh, because being a bad guy, I also know that she would, uh, besides the uh, animosity you might have had, she sometimes had a little bit of problem with control when she got excited. Yes. So she would do <laughs> a, a scissor squeeze around my neck and go, oh, I'm Yep. Oh, yeah. She didn't really mean it, yeah. but, but it was no. kind of funny because you do to be aware of it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. good matches, yeah. let me tell you. It was you. a good group. It was a good group. Oh, good, I want to yeah. say something else about, um, about the comparison with the POW and the GLOW, which is what you're talking about. Actually, I mm-hmm. think that the third season ladies in the training and the, the what we had to do, we would get up at 8 in the morning and we would go oh. until midnight because we would, we would train all day, go have lunch, come back, train again, and then we would go and do these sketches and this acting stuff and just all this stuff until, like, midnight. And Sorry. after I had already Sorry. done the POW thing, it was so much hard, more hardcore. I was in better physical shape. I got to train far more with the season three ladies than I did when right. I went back east with the so-called professional women's thing. So, right. it, it, and wow. starting with all the women were mm. really, um, really interested in also upholding what season one and two had established. You know, these girls that oh. literally came in wanted to honor what you guys had already set up with season one and two, Matt kind of used it oh, against them if they ever had a slow day. He's like, oh, you got to hold up to them. They're all great stars. And I kind of oh, got a you know, chance to see the difference. So 
So there, yeah. there, there was really a, a lot of strong work ethic. That's what I wanted to say. Um, so that's so mm. lovely. Hey, yeah, people took their work seriously, just, you know. Before, before oh. it gets too late and I forget to um, just kind of give a little shout out to our fans for um, Friday. Friday we are having our yeah. first meet and greet. And nice. it's our first meet and greet in L.A., and we have almost about 30 people um, scheduled to come. That's, it's going to be at a restaurant called El Tarasco Burrito in um, Lawndale, which is off the 405 freeway. But it's all on our page, on the event page. But if anybody's still interested in going, it's not too late. It's Friday night from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and you can come and go as you as you need to. So you don't have to get there right at 7, and you don't have to stay all the way till 10. But we've we've got you know that time got period the room. covered, and um, we have a private room, and we'll be socializing, having dinner together, well. taking pictures, signing mm-hmm. autographs. We'll have merchandise, and um, and then I know there's another. Uh, event going on on the East Coast um, with Gremlina and a few other girls and fans there. But this is going to be the first one we're doing here. Pardon? It's Liberty and Gremlina on the East Coast on Saturday. Saturday. And then Hollywood and I are working on a lot of other activities and events that we're trying to get. So, um, you know, just stay tuned and check out those Pages because we're trying to get as many girls involved as we can. And uh, well, speaking of which, we have 80s Wrestling Con. Yes, 80s Wrestling Con, run by Tommy Fierro, um, is April 27th, and we've got three glow girls going, Lightning, uh, the Royal Hawaiian, and myself first, and we're going to see how that goes. And that's the first show for that production, for that company. So we're excited to be there. Where is that? Where is that happening? New Jersey. It's called I That'll be in New Jersey. And Freehold. Freehold, New Jersey. The name of the city is Freehold. It'll be on our event page. Uh, But we're working on more events like that for everybody. So this will be the first one um, with with this production company. Um, and then wow. uh, Russell Con. I'm going to do Russell Con April the 6th. Um, that's with the T Mart booth, and I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, like April said, we're trying to get stuff for everybody, not just myself. Not, you know what I mean? Just, so we're trying right, this right, one absolutely. first, and, you know, just, and we're working uh, on uh, projects for everyone. And there are still tickets <laughs> available for the that's Glow good. Cruise. Yeah, yeah the cruise. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, I did. That's the first cruise. Yeah, come out on the cruise. I promise I won't throw you overboard the first day. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Right. <laughs> the third the or fourth, day. but not first. Day two or three or four, depending on how much you get on my bad nerves. <laughs> and you know it's pretty, it's, it's pretty affordable because I believe it starts at six ninety nine. For an inside nice. cabin, six ninety nine for seven days. That's pretty damn good. Wow! You know, we'll yeah. go, make we'll, it through all seven days. You don't get on Tanya's nerve. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get your money back if I throw you overboard earlier. You do. You lose your money. This is it's over. 
we would do, we would go, you're you're killing me here. You're you're, you're giving me such a migraine, I'm going to have to remove every nerve in my head. (laughs) 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 I bet you have more than one nerve. I only have one nerve. That's it. I have one nerve. Go dig it. Sounds like my Jewish mother. wrestling from the beginning. Right? Oh, my God. Now, as long as, hey, now, now, have has the have the cruise directors um, said anything about uh, no flaming hoops on the on the ship? <laughs> Does it matter what they say? We're going to do glow, so we're going to do what we're going to do. <laughs> we do what we do. I can help you. We do what we do. Hey, Steve, um, what got you into wrestling to begin with? What's that? What? What got you into wrestling? What got you interested? Who Who are we talking? To? You. Is that you. you? Steve. Me? Oh my gosh! Wow. They're gonna oh, actually wow. interview me. Okay. <laughs> well, interesting, interesting story. Thanks for asking. Uh, come home from church uh, one Sunday. Twelve years old. Um. And. Uh, didn't know, okay, what, what do I watch? I haven't uh, seen you know, any daytime TV on Sunday in uh, quite a while because I was usually not home until like after 1 in the afternoon. So I'm flipping. I got, had this little, our color TV was broken, so we had this little tabletop black and white set with like a 7-inch screen. I'm flipping channels, huh. and all of a sudden I see championship wrestling. Now I wrestled, so it's like, oh, okay, something that I know. And then instead, I see a ring. I see guys throwing each other around, and I'm like, "This isn't the wrestling that I'm used to." But oh, you were doing real wrestling, just, collegiate wrestling. Yeah, I was doing real wrestling, but this yeah, just, so it, it just it drew me it drew me in like a like a moth to a flame. And wow, you know, it, it took it took many it took several years. You know, until I was in my 30s, until I was able to actually break into the business. But uh, you now, after that, I mean, I've been I've been involved in it in one way or another for uh, almost uh, three decades now. Oh, like wow! That. And what? Uh-huh. Yeah. What drew you in? You said it drew you in. What drew you in about it? You know, I I don't know whether it's the you know I mean the the action in that and and um, where. Uh, the where the, where the uh, tapes were coming from. This was the stuff that was being shot in, ironically, the uh, Tyndall Armory in Indianapolis, and wow. that was uh, that was the uh, uh, Dick the Bruiser Wilbur Snyder, uh, WWF, and so just I mean you know and so and so Bruiser and Snyder just really really you know, it was like. Oh wow, this is cool stuff, and so I just you know so that was you know, like I say that was that was the start, and it all just went from there. Yep, Did you that's find a great yourself story. as a as a kid doing moves in your room and outside? <laughs> oh, I used to, I used to do stuff with uh, with some of the other kids at school. I mean, you know, I do uh, Greco-Roman knuckle lock. Put them in sleeper holes, all that kind of stuff. So, did yeah. you have wow. 
Did, did you <clears throat> wrestle in school? Did you wrestle in school? Yeah, I guess I did. I actually, from grade school right. was up a real until uh, I, I did, I did real wrestling. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I wish yeah. we could have. I wish they would have offered that for us. But if you remember at that time right? period, girls, girls weren't invited to do that, or we that just wasn't something that you did. You know. I, oh my God. Did you? And, and, what you, I, I can remember, okay, I can remember going over and wanting to weight lift with the boys and getting in trouble and to, told to come over and do aerobics. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude. You know what I did? <laughs> I remember that too. I, re- I remember signing up for a gym saying, where's your weight room? And, they, and this was in 1985 and they said, or 84, they said, where's your weight room? And they said, women are not allowed to use weights. You'll have to do aerobics. Yep. I, I and, yeah. yeah. The and I'm talking the about 1987, 80, 89. We weren't allowed to do mm-hmm. either. Yeah, you know it's, what, it's me, weird how me, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Did you know that they, me, have, women, they have girls wrestling in school well, now? They used to have to wrestle yeah. with the boys, well, but now they now. have their own yeah. team. That's yeah, right. They, have they, girls yeah. they certainly do. Yep. In my school, you guys, at my school, in the eighth grade and ninth, they offered co-ed so that you yeah. could run track, you could play basketball. So wow. okay, that was that was seventy nine, you guys, eighty. Wow. I think seventy eight, seventy nine. Wow. So, so, so my A my A grade went straight to a B because the boys were so much stronger, faster, you know. Yeah. But they offered yeah. it but no wrestling. So for me, if I wanted to be with the boys or hang out, I took wood class and I took yeah. what else? An auto, an auto class. <laughs> yeah. So you took, wood, you, took, you took wood, metal shop, and auto. That's what wood, you did. Wood shop, wood shop, and auto. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Well, I was I was in marching band nerd. You were what? There were more guys in the marching band, but we were all nerds. Uh, you were yeah, nerds. still are, and that's good, though. Hey. Music nerds, yeah. Hey. Nerds, hey, nerds, nerds unite. Nerds unite. Thank That's right. You. I'm, a music nerd. I'm, a, I'm a music nerd with a mean frog splash. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you remember that, nerds, you remember that one, revenge, remember that one time at Fan Camp? Uh, I heard that. <laughs> Who runs the world? Nerds. Nerds. Nerds, <laughs> nerds totally run the world now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Nerds rule. I mean, nerds know everything. They know how to do stuff. <laughs> they know how to code and, and make more. apps and, uh, <laughs> and make a fortune. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you would have wanted to be a nerd if you were smart enough. That's yep. true. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. But it's I was so, a music so nerd, because... not a tech nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then, yeah. Then, yeah. Well, back. Yeah, exactly. Because back in, back in my high school days, the computer Actually, they had to have its own separate big room for it. Oh, yeah. You really the had giant, the old giant computer. Oh, my oh, God, God, old wow. man. You just show, you, old man, you just truly <laughs> showed your age. Yeah. You truly oh, showed your age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's talking that big in the Smithsonian now. <laughs> Well, these computers existed, and you weren't etching things in stone. (laughs) 
Yeah, he. Yeah. Hey, there's, oh, there's, there's a running joke that Steve is from the graduating class of Jesus and Moses and Methuselah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. You know what, you yeah. guys? One time and I husband, was born when dirt was new. <laughs> my husband had been cutting bougainvillea, and his arms were all scratched up. He had a doctor's uh-huh. visit for something else, and when he came in, they asked him if he was a victim of elder abuse. I laughed oh my God. so hard when he told oh. me that. <laughs> I said, oh you're God. old and frail. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. I'm the youngest one on this program. Like I said earlier, I I was born in the 90s. Oh, you are young. Okay. You're half shoes older than you. Don't make us feel old. Right? (laughs) I have have shoes older than him, okay? I have shoes older than him, yeah. I have have jeans older than him. My daughter is older than him. Actually, no, he's the same age as my daughter. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. son is older than him. <laughs> I have shirts wow. older than him. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You, no, that's yeah, not really. a shirt. That's a burlap bag. Get it right. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. You guys, I have a question so for mean. the girls. Girls, Royal Hawaiian uh-huh. and Chainsaw and Major Tanya, do you guys have any um, of your outfits from GLOW? By chance. You know, they didn't you let us know. keep them. Those of us that were in season four, they had yeah. us, we had to turn in our costumes in order to get oh, our bonus shit. check. And the bonus check was uh, the big thing that they hung over us so that we would have to obey all the rules and all that I stuff to the very that. end. Sure. Oh, man, sure. I wanted that cape. I so wanted that cape. I still want that cape. But we had to turn no, everything in. So that's why we don't have any of our costumes. So I don't I have mine. anything because I was supposed to return. I ended up leaving right. and went to L.A. to my doctors, and then right. I never went back. That's why. So I didn't uh, take anything with me, you know. And so I when that. I came back to get all my stuff, I didn't have any of it. I so took no. Ebony's but, boots. I took Ebony's. Remember Ebony? I took her black boots because she left. And I needed mm-hmm. black boots, so I grabbed hers, and then I had my pink ones with the white skulls. And man, I have no—I think I gave it to the uh, what do you call it, the Salvation Go- Army. Goodwill. Did yeah, you? Somebody weren't those my boots. Boots? Oh. Hey, Jeannie, weren't those boots stupid. with the red stripe on the back? Didn't I get those from you? Maybe I don't know. But they had red stripe sure. on them. I had custom boots made when I went and did the David McLean thing, but then I had to keep, he had to keep them, but it was kind of ridiculous because they were custom to my foot and they had the whole yeah. Russian sickle and handle. They would have been perfect for, yeah. for coming back and doing glow, but then glow, they never made me any. And I could have sworn I got the, I ended up with some boots with red stripes on the heel up the back. Interesting. And I'm pretty sure that Hollywood, you gave those to me. Well, <laughs> I kept those did. until they got moldy. That's the only thing I ended oh, up with no. because it wasn't on the list of Whoa. my costumes, so that I could keep. Yeah, I see. All right, uh, yeah, I have here. we're going to take a short break. Uh, we are in the after party now. Uh, we will not be allowed to take any more callers. If, if you didn't meet the cutoff time because we were rolling and it's our fault, uh, you have lucked out. You'll have to go back and listen to the archive. 
Um, we'll be back well, in about two I minutes. To, I, I changed how I have to leave because I have to go feed my rabbit. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you so much, Jean Thank you, darling. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm going to say goodnight, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I hope we see everybody on the cruise. Bye, girls. Bye, honey. Bye, guys. You to swim before you come on the cruise. Just in case. <laughs> bye, Steve. Bye, 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 bye. Good night, Good night, Steve. Good night, Steve. Katie, John. Thank you Jeannie. so much, honey. Sharon. We'll call you Jim soon. Yeah, thanks. All right. April. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, Good night John boy. That's the That's the We'll be back in about two <laughs> minutes with more of Wrestling Authority Radio live inside the ER. Don't go anywhere. Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be our homemade wooden ring because no, we can't afford a real actual safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance, you must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, Mommy, get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. All right, and we are back. We still have with us the Royal Hawaiian. We have uh, myself. We have myself uh, with you all. I am again, Sadistic Sean David. I'm back. Yeah, the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. Chaotic Katie. And Rick Aiden Alice Mayhem. Yay. All right. Um, we've had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, I think Royal Hawaiian was the one that asked how Steve got started. I actually started myself in, like, 98. Uh, was my first exposure to indie wrestling. Uh, the uh, guy that uh, Steve ended up working for years later uh, was running this area. Uh, somebody's got us on speakerphone. You need, you need to take us off speaker, please. Because it's, it's not going in the background. Yep. Uh, I started in 98 and uh, 98 was the first time I ever got in the ring uh, Because Back in 98 You could let kids in the ring And it wasn't such an insurance risk Now uh, I don't allow any children in my ring Uh, I pay to run a ring I don't allow children in the ring It's, It's a safety hazard Waiting to happen Um but I, I I knew then I came off the middle ro- uh, the middle rope out of the corner and landed on my ass and I knew then that this was something that, that I wanted to do no matter what it took. 
Um, I didn't start regularly, regularly going to independent shows until 2002 when a company opened in my hometown, and they came in in a big way. Uh, their first show had Road Warrior Hawk. Their second show had Sabu. A couple months later, boom, here comes Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, a couple months after that, here comes Chris Candido and Sonny. Not Sonny from Glow, uh, the, the, the other Sonny, the one that Vince made. Uh-huh. Uh, and then a couple months later, I, I met Raven. And I was wrestling amateurly then, but um, the announcement came that Raven was coming, and I went to my wrestling coach and said, Bye! Why? Meeting Raven was probably one of the most inspirational things that's ever happened to me. Um, I met him the first time, and then he came back uh, two months later. And Raven found out through the grapevine that I was being bullied and took me aside and had a 30-minute conversation with me and my brother and the owners of the promotion and said, look, you, you don't deserve to be bullied, but you're going to have to toughen your skin. You're going to have to fight back, and you're going to have to realize that you know you being bullied isn't your fault. And there's an 8 by 10 that he signed to – uh, my wrestling name, which was Rage, that is still hanging on my wall, and it's probably one of my most prized possessions. Um, because the fact of the matter is, here's a guy, this was in 2003. Here's a guy that just got off of WWF television and is taking the time to talk to a child that he doesn't even know about being bullied. And That's it's awesome. a moment that I'll never forget. Um it was it was just such a humbling experience, and um, I knew that it was something I wanted to pursue. Now my hometown company uh, had a training seminar coming up, and at the time there was a guy that uh, you all might remember by the name of CM Punk that was their heavyweight champion. Oh, and uh, they were doing a training seminar, and I had busted my ass for them for the past nine months. And yes, I was not 16, but I said I want in. I've got parental consent. I want in. I don't care if I get injured. Just let me do it. And uh, they they kind of dicked me around long enough that um, there was another company that came about in the same town, and they came to me with an offer I couldn't refuse. I was I, I think I was 13, if if that. And they said, Sean, we'll train you for $400. So I went to my mom and dad, and I said, this is – I said, don't worry about buying me a car when I'm 16. This is what I want. And they, they – I don't know that either one of them has ever grasped how much this means to me. Um, but I got my brother to talk them into letting me do it. And I started training at 13 and uh, never looked back. So my my first memories of wrestling were Monday Night Raw being born and and the the um, the success that came with that. And then you fast forward a couple of years and there's another program that came up by the name of Nitro. And um, – uh-huh. It just 
it was a good time to grow up in the wrestling business as a fan. And uh, this area that I live in in Illinois, Steve can tell you, it's a hotbed for wrestling. It has been for 26 years on the independent level. And I can no longer wrestle. I have I have a medical condition that will no longer allow me to lace up the boots. But I'm a promoter now. I do announcing. I'll manage uh, from time to time. It's very rarity that I'll even do that. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I miss it. Uh, I I could Steve uh, could tell you my my work in the ring because I I did a match in front of him. Uh, I did a training seminar with Spike Dudley, and I did a match in front of him, and I think this is where Steve first began to like me, because I came out, and I just started working the crowd. And... Hey, now. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, But it took some some getting used to. And... um, there were a lot of people that told me I'd never make it in the business, and here I am. I've been doing this 16 years. I'm only 28 years old. I've been doing this over half my life. I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because this means more to me than anything, anything. Okay, family is more important than wrestling, yes, but after family, this is what matters. Uh, Katie, Katie and Steve will tell you I eat shit and breathe wrestling. I was about to say the same thing. It's so Sean, you're a little baby, yep. huh? Yes. Uh-huh, he's a baby. Yeah. Yep. Kind of how yep. my life is so. now, too. My life got taken over so. by wrestling, and I didn't mean it to happen that way, and now I eat, live, and sleep wrestling with 51 shows on the books this year already, so. Yeah, so. Oh, Jeannie, just uh, just so you guys know, because uh, I just got a message from her, and uh, April, just uh, tell her thank She's you gone. when you talk to her. Um, yeah, I know, I know. She she actually she's actually been up since three this morning. She yes, she and has. flew into I California. <laughs> she's got four. She's got four matches tomorrow. Yep. She's starting to pull a dreamer schedule. She's crazy. That's crazy. I told her. I said she needs to get to bed. I said get off the phone. <laughs> um, crazy. Yeah. I'll be with oh, her tomorrow. Her. So tell her thank you. Tell her because she said yeah. to me you rock. Well, hey, you know, she's the one who rocks because she got yeah. up at three this morning and she still she still took the time to do this. So you yeah. know. Okay, we we have some I, news I, I on the X. We have some news? news on the XFL front. Uh, oh really? What what's the news? It seems that they are in discussions with Fox and ESPN about bringing the games to ABC, Fox, ESPN, or FS1. Oh, oh Lord. Oh. So that's uh, that's that news. Uh, got a little bit of other news here. Uh, we've we've gone over that. We've gone over that. Uh, All Elite Wrestling files for Change the Universe trademark, and this is why, this is why Vince and the the everybody else up in the offices in Stanford, Connecticut, are shaking in their boots because this is going to be a phrase that sets them apart from WWE. And if I 
were to have birthed a new company and knew that um, one of the big things that WWE is behind is the WWE universe, and it's all about the WWE universe. You have to be the alternative to that. And that's what all elite wrestling is doing with this change the universe um, trademark, which was first used by Chris Jericho during the Double or Nothing rally. It's also been listed for merchandise purposes, which means they will, believe me, they will come out with a shirt with this slogan on it. Um, We've talked a lot about what's going to happen with AEW, and as I've said before, I'll say it again. 2019 is probably going to be one of the most interesting years in professional wrestling since 1995. For the simple fact that there's yeah. so much going on. there, there, There's just so much going on in the wrestling world that um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to really see what happens. Uh, All Elite Wrestling's partner, OWE, launches a UK streaming service. So, looks like All Elite Wrestling has already got one place to provide content to. And that's in the UK. They did that yep. before any anybody else. Uh, yeah. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, viewership dropped. We have uh, the average is two point four six two million viewers, and it's down Whoa. quite a bit. Uh, last week was 2.722 million viewers. So that is quite a big number drop. Um, big, big number drop. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why the numbers are up and then down. Uh, we do know that Vince has been making a lot more appearances on WWE programming lately. Um, yep. But some of the stuff they're doing is still – Stupid. Okay, this, this I was going to say stale. I was going to say stale and overrated and the same shit they've done over and over and over and over and over again. Well, uh, and this, the whole thing about it is this. Uh, we have Brock Lesnar walking into, uh, more than likely walking into WrestleMania for the third year now as either the WWE or Universal Champion. Um and we've got some stupid angles going on on SmackDown, like The Miz and, and Shane McMahon. And then, and then on Monday Night Raw, we have Baron Corbin. So there's, there's a lot that they're doing right, especially with the newest uh, bring-ups that they've brought up from NXT. But there's still a lot they're doing wrong. And it's the reason that viewership is not where it needs to be. And it's why I personally believe that all elite wrestling is going to draw a different genre of fan than what WWE draws. You'll still get your hardcore wrestling fans that'll watch both, but their core audience is going to be a lot different than WWE in my book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else agrees with me, but that's just the way that's just the way I see it. Oh yeah. No, I w- yeah. I would hope yeah. that all elite wrestling is smart enough 
to if they get a primetime TV deal, not let Joey Ryan go out there and do the stupid dick spot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's, so. it's just one of those things. Uh, the other <clears throat> last thing for breaking news, um, we talked about Abyss and Sanjay Dutt. I'm, I'm so – I don't know that Sanjay Dutt is going to work. Maybe if you put him on 205 Live, it'll work. I think Abyss Maybe. is going to be an instant attraction. Um, what was this? But, uh, yeah, but both, both, uh, both have producing – experience with uh with impact so that will uh definitely help i i want to i want to go ahead and ask april one question because we didn't get a chance to kind of get into this and that's uh mm-hmm. of course friday night uh wow debuted um did you yes. did you actually get did you actually watch that I, and uh if you did kind of yeah i, yeah, I go ahead. watch a, i watched a little bit of it yeah um i, okay. I you know i'm 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 all for, you know, new and, you know, anything to do with women. Hey, I'm, I'm there. Uh, I'm happy for, I'm happy mm-hmm. for David. You know, he's always wanted to get his show, you know, on. And he's always been about the wrestling, you know. I mean, I know the differences with Matt Simber and him in regards to, you know, the, the skits and the comedy and the entertainment value that that Matt was interested in but you know I hear from fans every day about loving the original glow so you know I mean I'm original glow and I loved it um, as far as wow on on access tv awesome I mean I, I like them both you know I mean um, it is more you know of just the serious wrestling and um I liked it from, you know, the amount I saw. I saw the, the second half. And so okay. it was it was good. I mean, you know, I, I know there's some that are true Glow fans that they're like, no, we want the old show, you know. And, and that's cool. Yeah. And, and, and right now just the right. other thing um, I could kind of share is Matt Simber did a radio show or a, a, a podcast um sometime in the last couple of weeks and he um he was talking about the new show and I don't know Steve if you guys have heard but he's coming out with Flow F L O W fabulous ladies of wrestling and it basically is him going back to the original glow so of course he can't call it glow anymore right so it's now going to be called flow so he does have some um, of the girls that are working with him now, and then his plan is to have cameos of all of us other glow girls. So, nice. Um, yeah. So how that's going to go? You know I'm, what? I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, have Matt give me a call sometime, okay, you know, you wanna, in the next you week or so. When, uh, okay. Yes, I absolutely. Okay. I want him on. I can want him in, on you know, quick call, but definitely if you know he's working a new project. Oh, I yeah. want I want it's in already, on the floor. I want I want to talk to him about it. It's already in the works. It's in the works. He's been he I don't know um like where it's gonna be or when, but I know he said it'll be still, you know, several months, but 
it's going to be old glow, basically resurrected. And he wants to do the skits and the comedy and the wrestling. And the, he's got, you know, different characters. And uh, he did mention that Godiva is going to be like the the commentator, the ringside commentator. And I believe wow. he said it was MTV is helping doing the writing. And then uh, I know Cheryl Lightning is helping him in the training capacity. So I know she's helping him with training the, some of the new, the new girls. Very and cool. so I'm not really sure of all the details, that's really but that's cool. just kind of some of the stuff that he talked about. And so I know a lot of our older, um, true, original GLOW fans are going to be excited because it's basically going to be like a GLOW Two, if you will, kind of, but he changed the name because it needed to, you know, he doesn't own the name anymore. Right. You know, it's not part of that. So he's trying to go back to his original concept because, of course, when it was David and him, that was the difference. David really wanted it to go on TV as a wrestling show, and Matt really took it to a different level with the entertainment value and the comedy. And, and guess what? I've heard mm. both. You know, I talk to fans every day, all day long, right? And they tell me, I uh-huh. wish I could just have the 80s glow show back. You don't know what I, and so I keep telling them, you know what? Don't, you know, don't call it out because you just never know. And here Matt is bringing, you know, something back to be just like our original glow show. And he's smart in that the people do want to see some of us original glow girls, right? Like with the Netflix glow, there's some people that don't, they like it, but they're, you know, they're partial to the original glow. So because they're so different, they really liked our show so much that they said, Oh, we would like to see the characters if they could come back to life. Right. And so Matt's intention is to have like a glow, an original glow girl do a cameo every episode or something like that. So it's kind of exciting because we'll all, you know, hopefully get to do something with it versus like the Netflix. Nobody, you know, nobody had any input. We weren't consultants. We, we, there's no characters of our original show. You know, the only one was of course, Ursula, but so, so it's kind of exciting just to see it again. And he's, you know, he's a creative man and he's got so much wonderful ideas and, you know, things like that. So the fans should get really excited because I think it's going to, you know, it'll be a fun thing for them because they really did miss the old show. And, you know, every day I get, I get, you know, emails, messages, whatever. And it's just like, Oh, do you think there's ever going to be? And it's like, you know what? I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say never, you know, so We'll see. You know, it's in the works. It's just a matter of time, you know. So it's kind of exciting there, to wait and see what happens. There you go, folks. Yeah. You just got a scoop, and you heard it here <laughs> first on Wrestling Authority yeah. Radio. Yeah. So there yep, you go. slow, and I will get to Matt uh, tomorrow, try and uh, contact him and get in touch with him, and, and you can maybe have him come on and, and give you all the firsthand details because I just – listened to him just uh, a couple days ago on his last interview. So sounds real exciting, and I'm sure the fans are going to be excited. So that's something to look forward to. And I don't want to um, totally run out, but I have to get um, going too because I'm actually Jeannie's uh, script supervisor for tomorrow, 
And I was just going to ask, Sean, you were talking about your June show. So what is that? Uh, that is, uh, that is uh, Steve and I's return event. We have not run since uh, 2017. I had an event slated for September of 2017, but wasn't able to pull it off. Um, so this will be our first show back in, uh, God, two years. And uh, we're coming back in a big way. Um, I'm gonna Where be doing, will we be? Uh, Pontiac, Illinois, which is, um, if I had to... Kind of central Illinois, uh, central southern Illinois. Well, not central southern, but uh, so definitely what is, what central. What is the closest yeah, airport? Central. Uh, the closest airport would be Peoria. Peoria, Bloomington? Peoria, Illinois. Would it be Peoria Bloomington. or would it be Springfield? It wouldn't be Springfield. It would be Peoria. Peoria, Peoria or Bloomington, okay. whichever, okay. whichever one uh, is closest. I was close. just going to say, I'll, I'll try and get the the details because you know we like to put that kind of stuff on our pages too right i mean it doesn't have anything affiliated with us but of course like like steve said we're like cousins so we'd like to advertise you know i i'd even like to to come and see you know because i i i try and you know get myself to different places and stuff like that so maybe depending on when it is if i'm available i maybe come out and check it out and see you guys uh it is june 1st and uh it will be uh it will be a great night. Uh we are celebrating twenty six years, as I said earlier, of independent professional wrestling in the area. Other promotions gave up here. Uh I mm-hmm. moved back here. I saw what the I, I've seen what this area can do. This area at one time, uh there was a there's a town uh not too far from here called Streeter. And at one time, uh the promotion that Steve worked for could pack over a thousand people into that high school. Oh, I, wow. know, I know what the area is capable of. It's going to take some work, but mm-hmm. it's work I'm willing to put in there. I'm not one okay, of these well, promoters that just believes in putting our information up on Facebook and, and putting posters out there and praying to God people come. I go yeah. above and beyond and Steve will tell you to make sure that my shows are advertised so we're either near max capacity or we're over max capacity, meaning we're turning okay. people. Okay. Uh, Don't spend all the money on advertising. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we have cut the advertising budget. I've cut, I've, I've cut all, almost yeah. all of my budget. From A lot of word of mouth now. and social media will get you yep. advertising. That's all you need to do. Get it out there. So I'll get the details all from you guys and stuff. But you know, um, you know, if I if I am able to, which I don't have any commitments right now, but I'd love to come and support you guys. So, you know, and there's actually there's actually a beautiful park out here uh, by Uh the name of Starve Rock. Uh, There's there's actually a book written on that. There were murders that happened in uh, at Starve Rock, I believe, in the 80s. Um, it's okay, a, that's a, not a that's not a selling point. I'm just gonna put that out there, guys. Yeah, yeah, hey, there no, were no, murders no, there. No, <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, actually, no, actually, actually, actually April Starve Rock is a beautiful, beautiful natural area. Um, it's along the Illinois River. Um, you can watch. You can watch. Uh, you can watch the uh, barges uh, come on down, and that. Uh, you no, know, it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a Beautiful place as far as uh, scenery goes. Um, they have a uh, great park that, uh, that uh, you can stay in, and that. So, 
it's some it's some it's some lovely stuff in that area. And um, our show okay, will be well. our show will be June the first, and uh, if you show up, obviously I will get I I will find something for you to do that night. Uh, <laughs> well. Uh, and I'm always, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good at promoting, so, you know, I'm trying uh, to get all these girls, you know, Jeannie and I work hard. I'm, I mean, I work hard every day, you know, I don't get paid, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to get, you know, the girls out there and, you know, Steve's been really good with, you know, letting us come on and, and trying to get some of the different girls and stuff. I mean, this is a, you know. A last minute, but yeah, the girls really, really like it, and it, we we just really learn a lot when we do the shows because you know it's been so many years that we've you know seen each other and visited that you know we we get talking and you guys ask us different things and then it would be yeah. something we would have never thought to you know to ask each other. So right. we learn a lot just coming on, and it's interesting to hear the the stories of, you know, the other girls. So we appreciate you guys having us on. Well, and so. we are one of the very few podcasts out there. I'm not I'm not saying that there aren't others out there that are run by people that have been in the business, but we mm-hmm. are one of the very few ones where almost everybody on our on our staff has been in the business. Is involved. Is <clears throat> involved. The only one that's not is yeah, Katie. She's our fans' perspective. I'm I'm your yeah. fans' perspective. Well, no, most of the time yeah. podcasts are run from like from the fan perspective. That's why they do it, you know. Right. So you're right. I, I, I all the ones we've done and 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 have been on and so forth are usually like fans. They're just you know really enthusiastic about the wrestling industry, and that's what we've run into. You guys, I think, are the only one I've done where you guys have the wrestling background. Well, and I I think that's very important. Um, It's not that fans aren't passionate. It's not needed. But it's it's not 100% needed, but it's good. It it, it gives us a little bit more leverage. Yeah, not only leverage, you know, it gives them a lot more contacts. It brings brings a lot of different different people to our show, whether... Mm-hmm. Whether I mean, they be promoters, whether they be um, guys just starting out or just going in, going into WWE, because we have had that where we'll interview somebody and a week later they'll be in NXT or they'll be right on the main roster. We've had that mm-hmm. happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's great. I've talked to people from Ring of Honor, from Impact from Lucha mm-hmm. Underground, you know, and I consider myself very blessed. NWA, mm-hmm. WCW, um, you name it. I've, I've talked to a, a lot of great people over we, here. We, we had Ox Baker on this program. Uh, he was in the hospital with some serious medical issues, and he took the time out of his recovery to call into this program and, and let fans know that he was going to pull through. Um, That's Awesome. We 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 have we have been doing uh it'll be a, we'll be celebrating six years in October that we've been doing this show, and yeah. I don't see it ending anytime soon. There's there's plenty of guests out there we still haven't gotten. There's plenty of mm-hmm. glow girls that we haven't interviewed yet. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I mean I, I I love having having friends over and be able to point to the television and say yeah I've talked to them. Yeah, Sarah Logan she used to call. Sarah Logan used to call into my show all the time. You know, I can yep. say that. It's, it's absolutely, it's, it's awesome. I, I love doing this. I can, yeah. I can go to indie shows and run into people I've interviewed. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, if you have to go, okay. run, Hawaiian, we will let you well, go. I'm we won't hold friend. you anymore. So thank you yeah. again, you guys, and I will talk to you soon, Steve. I'll give you a buzz as soon as I Love get info you. for you. Okay? No, thank, thank you very much. Love you, darling. Thanks, Thanks so Bye. much. Talk to you later. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, girls. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. Well, that does it for tonight. Uh, don't forget that NXT TakeOver is this Saturday night. Uh, I know Katie won't be watching because uh, uh, no, she's no, 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 no. Uh-uh. It's All-Star break, which means it's skills competition in the All-Stars game. And while none of my boys are in the All-Stars game, and while skills competition is the only thing worth watching, and that's not during TakeOver. So I'll be watching TakeOver. Good. Okay. There's no uh, to be I won't be watching either. I'll be watching. I will be watching. I will be. Oh, oh shit. You need to find one of these. Oh, uh, you've got a show. I have a reason. Tonight, don't you? Uh, okay. No, oh, yeah, no, no. Smart. I have a show. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll watch it. I'll watch oh, it the next day. I'll watch the leftovers. Yeah. Um, and then Royal Rumble is Sunday, and we don't know who the surprises are going to be. Usually by this point, there's there's some rumors as to who some of the surprises are going to be. There is nothing on the we dirt sheet. Yeah, uh, nothing out there saying, hey, so-and-so might uh, show up. So mm-hmm. You're, you're going to have to watch Wrestling News Source uh, on Sunday and see okay. if they post any updates on who shows up in the building. And that'll tell you who some of your uh, mystery entrants are going to be. We will all be back here next Tuesday night for Rampage Rant Tuesday Night Turmoil. We will be covering NXT, Royal Rumble, SmackDown, Raw, and all the news and happenings in the wrestling business. Hopefully. We'll be back here next Wednesday. Um, Shut up, Sean. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> who our guest will be, but we will have somebody. Uh, between Steve, Jess, and I, we'll be able to book somebody. If, if Jess Yay! can get one of her guys on, then we'll just go ahead and do that. Um, but we will be here again next Thanks, Wednesday Connor. night. And okay, we'll be back up. here at the same bat time, same bat channel. So, Katie, uh-huh. Jess, tell everybody what time it is. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but she got to get the fuck on out of here. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. I love you. (laughs) Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.